0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. What's in a name, Shakespeare asked. Well, quite a lot, actually, particularly when it comes to your business name and your brand. Does it reflect the essence of the business, the service that you offer, and does it really need to? A rebrand is not for the faint-hearted, but it can pay big dividends if you get it right. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Much of the last few months has felt almost like a reset, and there couldn't be a bigger reset than a rebrand and changing the name of your business. Does your brand continue to reflect the business that you run? With changing times, new markets and modern trends, you might be thinking your name is, well, a bit outdated. But if it's time for a change, tread carefully, says Luke Ficini, founder and brand strategist of the Sponge branding agency. There's a lot to consider, he says, and it's not a decision to be taken at a whim. So first, Heather Dawson asks him, why would, or should, a business decide to change its name?
1: It's a drastic thing to do, so it should only be considered when there is a huge change or a problem that is irreconcilable for the business name as it currently stands. So if you want a couple of examples there, we work with clients from around the world and the most common reason why they would come to us is that they've been trading with a name and they've gone to register it in a particular market and it's been counted by somebody that has that trademark there already, so they're unable to use the name. That is a catastrophic fail. Another would be if the business has gone through some significant challenges, perhaps some really bad press, and they cannot trade with the current name, or the business changes direction completely, and the name no longer fits. So there's some good reasons there.
2: (laughs) Well, what's really involved in uh, renaming this sort of rebranding exercise? Because you'd need a whole strategy behind it, would you?
1: Absolutely. It is an opportunity to find meaning. Uh, That's one thing that we take our clients on, a when it is a rename, it is really a rebrand and that means finding the purpose and the values that underpin what the brand, what the culture actually means so that you can create a platform to develop a really meaningful name that's going to resonate for the market and actually for your team because it is such a big thing to do.
2: But it's so hard, isn't it, to actually come up with the, the right name? <laughs> is there a secret to getting it right?
1: Well... There's a bit of a science to it and there is also an art to it. One of the things that I've learned in this 18 years of doing it now that you can't be attached to any of the name options that you develop during the process because you will ultimately feel pain when it's not registrable.
2: (laughs) So in your experience, what are the biggest mistakes businesses make when renaming their businesses?
1: There are a few. The first one is that they come up with a name that is too long. And that's anything that's really over three syllables is going to be shortened. They don't think about it, so they end up with this long name that sounds good when it's sounded out completely, but Australians are notorious for shortening names. So if you don't think about what the nickname is going to actually be, then you will lose control of it. Or it will become a meaningless acronym, and that's a big mistake. The second one is jumping on the bandwagon for the whatever the trend is now. Like look at some of the startups that are out now with Lee L Y at the end. So it's whatever it is, Lee or Abul, or that kind of thing. Where it's going to age pretty quickly. Those two are probably the key ones for now.
2: Well, you chose the sponge for your business. So why was that?
1: Yeah that name is now 19 years old and I was rather naive at the time and we chose that because it for us meant that we were saturated with ideas. And while that is fine and I've reconsidered it on a number of occasions, there has never been anything catastrophic about our business that's needed a name change. One of the things you got to remember that a name in itself cannot contain the entirety of the brand story in the word. It's just impossible. If you look at something like Apple, for example, if you took the literal meaning of Apple for what the brand is, it would never be what it is. It is a container that holds the whole story, the culture, the the brand essence, and all the storytelling that comes after the fact
2: because some businesses even some of the most successful businesses in the world seem to have you know quite random names and i mean google would be one of the first to come to mind
1: yes google's a perfect example of a name that means something that's connected to what they do, which is the the largest number, if I'm remembering correctly. And that relates to the broadness of their searching. So it has a connection. And that's what a good name should do. It should have a tie-in to an attribute of the culture or an element of the brand. So it makes sense, but it's not going to contain that entire story. I mean, think about Google. What does it mean to you? So many things, right? It's search, it's maps, it's uh, a failed uh, social media platform in Google+. Plus. I mean, it's all these things that are attached to that name, but the name has relevance for what the business intended from the beginning. It's the same with any name that you should come up with.
2: And it's catchy.
1: Yes, and it's short.
2: And then there's, you know, so much else to do as well, isn't there, at a practical level, Luke, like you know, business cards and website redesign and social media presence and all that sort of stuff. What do you need to think about
1: Yeah, it is a perfect opportunity to capitalize on the attention that you can get from changing a name because it is such a drastic thing. Eyes are on you. So you need to develop the complete suite of sales and marketing collateral. As you said, that's your uh, business cards, digital and print stationery, social media, website, sales collateral, PowerPoint or Google Slides or Keynote, slide decks, the whole works need to consider it because you never know which one of these is going to be the first touch point for your market and you want to give them the story, take them on that journey that you've just embarked on with this new name, with this new meaning.
2: Can it be an expensive exercise? I imagine you'd say yes.
1: It depends. There are different depths of the work that's required For instance, if you are a local business and you only intend to trade in your local market, then the work to come up with the initial shortlist and do the freehold name checking is short. When you're looking at something that is an international name, one that has to be registrable in EU, in US, in China, in ANZ, then you have to come up with significantly more name options and you're also then exposed to things like domain name squatters that are asking for between 5000 or and 30000 or $100,000 for the domain name that you wish to acquire for that business name. And, of course, the other costs of IP lawyers to check the availability in those regions and register them. So, yeah, it can be minimal, you know, Five, ten thousand could be fifty to a hundred, depending on really the scope of where you wish to trade.
2: Okay. Well, then communicating your new brand to the outside world, Luke, is that an opportunity for a big splash?
1: It's absolutely the opportunity for a splash. Uh, I would Take that from a small to medium splash targeted at your market and your audience and your people and then do it sustained. The point here is you've got an opportunity to capture attention but you can't tell the entirety of the story in that one splash. So how do you engage them and that could be through a lead magnet acquisition process to get them into your list and then share that new story with them because there is a significant change there is a story around that name that you can tell to bring these people into the fold and turn them into raving fans Mm
2: -hmm. what are the biggest risks do you think in going through a a renaming and rebranding exercise like this
1: (laughs) yes you can choose the wrong name And some examples of that are when brands don't consider what the name means in other languages, other nationalities in which they're going to enter into the market. The second is that they go ahead and start trading without checking the availability and then have to cease and desist when some big lawyers come around knocking on the door.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, any final words then on making the absolute most of your decision to rename your business?
1: Yeah. The first is don't get attached to the names that you're working on because you will get disappointed. Come up with a lot more than you think. Stay away from trends as far as names and thoroughly check that it's ownable by you in the markets that you're in. And if you do get stuck, seek expert help because there are plenty of people out there that do this for a living. If you are going to attempt it yourself or you have uh, somebody that's going to do it for you, there are some rules that we follow, which in essence are seven keys to a powerful brand name. I'll share some of them with you now. The first is to make sure that it's meaningful. It has to have some connection to what you do. The second thing is it needs to be short. So one or two syllables. And if you can't make it that, you need to control the nickname. So think about that. With the end in mind, what is the one or two syllable nickname for the brand? Third is that it has to be spelled correctly. You don't want to be spelling it out to people on the phone or having people screw up typing in your email or your web address. Now, there there are more, and if you want to go deeper on that, you can check out our website. We've got a free guide on there. The website is www.thesponge.com.au, and if you have a look at the naming section, you'll see our seven keys for a powerful brand name
0: that was founder and brand strategist of the sponge luke Ficini. this episode of business essentials daily is produced by the team at sound cartel thanks for listening i'm nicole goodman we'll bring you more be daily tomorrow follow at be daily podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot